giving one another support is going to be really, really helpful. Um, using humor is another terrific stress buster. Um, making sure that if you're going through a stressful period, that as much as you can, you keep other situations in your life not stressful. This week, how should couples respond when they hit a bump in the road that messes up their plans? Dr. Karen Sherman shares advice. Stay tuned. Okay, here's the deal. I love wine. I know a little bit about wine, but I'm not an expert. But you know who is? Our wine club partner, Touring and Tasting. We have been working together for five years now, and I can honestly say that they have delivered to my door some of the best wines I have ever had. We started working with them so that we could deliver to you an ongoing reminder, a treat, to slow down with your spouse and enjoy each other's company and to reconnect. To help facilitate, with each shipment, we provide simple date night ideas, and Touring and Tasting shares background information on the wineries and includes recipes that will pair well with your wines. I should note that many of these wines are typically only available if you actually visit the winery or become a member of that wine club. The customer service from Touring and Tasting is ridiculous. I have a friend who joined and then called me to rave about how enjoyable their customer service experience was. That's unheard of, right? So here's the deal. There are no membership fees. Shipping is free. You can cancel at any time, and these unique award-winning wines come with 100% satisfaction guaranteed, which means they guarantee the wine is delicious or they will replace it free upon request. If you decide the wine you just had was amazing and you want to reorder, you can save up to 70% off of retail. Now here's the closer. If you sign up today, you will receive your first shipment for half price. You can join right now and get your first shipment for a flat fee of $49 plus tax. This is before the half price offer. So your pre-taxed first shipment is less than $25 for two amazing bottles of wine. This is a limited time offer, so don't wait. Go to hitchedmag.com and click the wine club link to join today. Gift options are also available. Ahem, wedding season around the corner. And again, visit hitchedmag.com and click the wine club link to join in celebrating your marriage. Cheers. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, editor-in-chief of hitchedmag.com. I am joined with the original Dr. Karen Sherman. Hi, Karen. Hello, Steve. Hi, Karen. Uh, So today we are going to talk about uh, getting bumped off course. Um, Before we get into that, I want to let everybody know that Karen is a practicing psychologist uh, in lifestyle and relationship issues uh, for many years. Uh, Karen is the author of Marriage Magic, Find It, Keep It, Make It Last. Uh, I'm sorry, the co-author of that book and then the author of Mindfulness and the Art of Choice, Transform Your Life. You can get this and more information at her website, drkarensherman.com. Okay. So as I was mentioning, we're talking about uh, getting bumped off course this week. And uh, one of the things that I 
One of the things that I love about Hitched is we talk to an audience, for the most part, uh, of people who are engaged in the relationship. And they are proactive couples who are seeking out information, hopefully before they actually need it. Um, And sometimes you are looking for inspiration. Sometimes you're looking for answers. Uh, There's a variety of reasons, but uh, you are engaged couples. And so like a lot of engaged couples, uh, you may have a game plan on where you want things to go in your life. Um, Retirement goals, purchasing a house, purchasing a car, starting a family, so many things that you could be game planning for, vacations, all sorts of stuff. Unfortunately, uh, you uh, and nobody else can control all the variables around you, uh, and sometimes your plan can get bumped off track. Uh, I want to discuss some things that couples can uh, remember, Karen, when they feel like they're finally getting on track and then they get thrown for a loop, whether that's a car accident that forces them to make a new purchase they hadn't expected or the loss of a job, or it could even be something good where like a cup, a, a child has some amazing opportunity that you hadn't planned on that comes out of nowhere, but does require additional time and resources. Um and I mentioned the the car accident and the wreck. I was telling Karen off the air before we started that my wife was uh, just in a little fender bender last week, um, which this is the scenario. Uh, the car, she's fine. The other pat driver was fine. Um, but our car took some damage where it didn't look very bad, but it was uh, enough damage that the cost of repair is more than the cost of the that of what the worth <laughs> more than the the value of the car. And uh, because of that, they're going to trash it. And we now have to go buy a car and then make the decision on like, oh, great. Now, what do we like? How much do we want to spend and how much money is the insurance company going to give us? And it kind of like threw us in this little loop and it'll be fine. But it just inspired me to create this uh, conversation today. Um, so, well, Karen, see, like because it's real, you know? Yeah, it, no. Yeah, it definitely is. And and my wife and I definitely have a plan. Like we have vacation plans, we have home purchasing plans, we have all sorts of plans. And we have um, created spreadsheets and laid out what money goes where. And then all of a sudden, it's like, well, <laughs> this car that we've been investing in, um, and, and keeping maintained and, and making little fixes here and there, uh, it's, it's out of the equation, and we have to readjust. And so yeah. I, I want to ask you, Karen, what is the first mantra or what is a mantra that um, couples should embrace when they get a loop like this thrown in their, into their path? Well, the G-rated version is something that a friend of mine says all the time. You make plans and then God laughs at you. And the X-rated version is shit happens. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> you know, as you said, you can make all the plans in the world, but you cannot control all the variables. So you have to know that things do happen and you can either whine and, you know, piss and moan about it, or you can, you know, accept that that's just part of life. And okay, how do we learn to work around it? And how do we meet the challenge? Mm -hmm. One of the things that I think about a lot uh, when these type of things happen is it's very easy to get frustrated. And when people get frustrated or angry or upset or despondent or whatever, uh, they typically 
project those emotions on the people closest to them. And, and oh, for, sure. for the, our audience, most of the time, that's going to be your spouse, mm-hmm. uh, which is not a fair thing to do. Um, so I just wanted to throw that out there as, uh, you know, just a reminder that don't take it out in your spouse. Um, because first off for something like what happened with my wife, she didn't intend on getting into an accident. So for her or me to get upset about it is futile. There's no point in it. So all you can do is put your head down and move forward. Well, the other piece I want to add to it is that you're right. You're going to take it out on the person that you're closest to because you feel safest letting it out on them. Mm. Um, But not only should you not do that, if your spouse does do that, um, try to remember that they needed to let it out on somebody and don't take it personally. That's the other, you know, other part of it. That's a great point. Yeah. Um, okay. So let's, let's talk about moving forward. So, uh, one spouse is on board and the other is struggling to join in, in terms of moving forward. The one that is like, okay, this, whatever the, the loop is that we've been thrown, um, let's, let's get, get it going. And the other person is holding back. Should the one that's like, let's, let's go forward, feel free to embrace that leadership role. Oh, absolutely. I mean, because look at what the other possibility is, that they're going to join the person who's, you know, woe is me, Um, even though we know. And by the way, there's actually research that shows that um, misery loves company. Mm -hmm. Um, If you do that, you're going to get stuck. You're not going to go anywhere. So it would absolutely behoove the person who's able to be more resilient or able to deal with it to take the lead and you know, then hopefully the other person will come on board with it. Um, and, you know, maybe um, the person who's taking the lead, if it's a lot that is required, can delegate some responsibility or say, you know, can you just pitch in and do X, Y, and Z? So they don't feel that they've got to be the motivated one or the one who has to figure out what to do, but at least can carry some of the load for mm-hmm. what has to be done. I. I really like how you brought up that point about how misery loves company and, and the research behind that. And one of, uh, an example of that is people who are divorced uh, – pe- I'm sorry. People who hang around people who are divorced yes. have yes. a higher rate of divorcing themselves. And one of the reasons that researchers stipulate that um, that happens is because they – misery loves company – you then start bad-mouthing your spouse with the people who are divorced. Mm-hmm. And it's really tough to then go home and say, I love you, honey. Mm-hmm. After you've just spent the last two hours hanging out with your friends who are divorced and, and bad-mouthing your own spouse. So yes, um, it, that is a good thing to be aware of and to, to avoid that spiral because it could be easy when your spouse is just like, can you believe this crap always happens to us and blah, blah, blah. And then it would be easy to jump into that conversation, even if you don't feel that way and you feel like you might be jumping into that conversation to console them. But it really, it's not a healthy thing to do. That is absolutely on target. Um, okay. So one of the other things that I think about a lot is – you never know when the last hurdle becomes the <laughs> toughest hurdle, mm-hmm. even if it isn't necessarily like the biggest hurdle, because things can compound over time, over the years. Um, so, you know, so let's just say my wife was in this car accident last week, 
But just six months ago, there was a medical emergency. Mm -hmm. And eight months before that, there was something else. And it was like every time it looks like we're about to get our head above water, bang, we get hit with something different. And, you know, it happens one time. It's like, okay, we're we're going to stick with it. We're, you know, it's a little bump in the road. We're going to be good. Then it happens again. It's like, holy crap, I can't believe that happens a third or fourth or fifth time. Some people just have bad luck and you never know. And it might just be something small in the end that is the final uh, straw that breaks the camel's back, right? So, Well, yes, because stress is cumulative. So, you know, there's one thing, then there's a second thing, then there's a third thing, and it starts to wear you down. And so, therefore, um, it it's really beneficial if you can deal with each uh, situation in the best way that you can. So, for instance... Um, giving one another support is going to be really, really helpful. Um, using humor is another terrific stress buster. Um, making sure that if you're going through a stressful period, that as much as you can, you keep other situations in your life not stressful. So that, again, as you're meeting a stressful or difficult situation, you're dealing with it um, in the in the best way that you can, um, which will then um, minimize it because, again, the more that uh, the stress accumulates, the more difficult it becomes. Um, so if you initially – it's almost like building a house on a bad foundation. Mm. If you don't deal well with situation one, then it's going to make dealing with situation two all that much more difficult. Um so, you know, um, and, and you don't know, you know, you don't know what's coming. You never know what's coming. The other thing is that I think if you can be there for each other, give each other support, know that there are going to be times that one of you could might be up and the other one's down, but work together as a team. Um, and, you know, you can, there's nothing wrong with saying things like this really sucks or yeah man, has have we been under a black cloud lately? That doesn't mean that you're not dealing. Mm-hmm. It's perfectly fine to acknowledge that you're going through a tough time and then um, give yourself permission to rest a little bit or, you know, give yourself permission to, you know, um, feel the um, tension or whatever and then by doing that that allows some of the pressure to come off of you um you know if you do find yourself under a black cloud Mm -hmm. you can get close together unite and it only takes one of you to pop open the umbrella to stop that's correct that's great yeah that's great yeah. Um, so, um, a lot of, by the way, I just want to tell you that a lot of couples actually do better with each other during stressful times. It's almost like, okay, we really have to, you know, band together now and really work with each other because um, we know that this is going to be difficult if we don't really, you know, um, uh, put our forces together and handle this. So, um, there was a time where I was living on Long Island 
and uh, during Sandy, where, you know, uh, the storm Sandy and so many houses were getting flooded and, you know, we didn't have electricity and everything. Hmm. A lot of my couples reported that they got much closer during that period because it wasn't just the day to day. You could, you know, sort of not worry about each other and just take things for granted and everything. So this can be a time where you can really lean on each other and really draw from one another. Mm, so it's uh, you almost forge a stronger relationship in yes. the, the heat of battle kind of stuff. Yes. Yeah, I love that. No, that's a great anecdote with the, your couples during Hurricane Sandy. Um, so is there a point where couples should abandon their game plan and, and ride the wave that they find themselves on? Or should they just simply adjust their goals? Or I'm guessing you're going to say it just depends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. You know me a long time. Yeah, I think that, you know, th- I, I think the best thing to do in general is to to not fight whatever you're dealing with. Mm. I think that if, you know, whether it is a difficult situation, whether it's individually, if a person is depressed or they're feeling anxious, the more that you fight it, the worse it becomes. I think that if you can try to adjust and flow with it, you're going to always do much better. So in other words, um, if you're uh, depressed, if you just say, okay, look, I'm you know depressed for a while and I just you know have reason to be depressed and go with it, it will be much better. But if you get depressed that you're depressed, you're going to be more depressed. And the same yeah. with anxiety, okay? So if you are going through a period where it's rough, if you just say, okay, look, it's rough. You know, my, my parents were sick and now, um, you know, we had a flood in the house um, and, uh, there was something, you know, there was this car accident we have to do. And we just say, okay, look, we, we just got to go with it. We just mm-hmm. have to go with it. If you're again, going to get angry and stressed and hostile and everything, what good is that going to do with you? You just have to sort of go with it and have the trust and faith that you can deal with it and look for ways to, uh, handle the situation. What I, I wanted to ask you uh, earlier, you mentioned acknowledge it's okay to acknowledge like, wow, this really sucks. We've what a bad run of luck that we've had. How important is it to give yourself permission to let go of some of those emotions? Um, you know, you often hear people say like, I, it's been so bad. I just want to cry. Well, should they cry? Should they give themselves sure. permission to cry? Is yes. there any benefit or yes, negative because, to it? Well, think about it. Let's let's presume that you you have a pressure cooker and you don't let any of the steam out. Eventually, it explodes. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, I don't know that I'd say you know cry hysterically and fall apart, but. Again, you know, if you need to cry a little bit, cry a little bit. If you need to vent to a friend, vent to a friend. If you need to take a nap, take a nap. But, you know, give in a little bit to what you need because the purpose is then to continue on. Hmm. You're not you're not doing it to give in and to give up, but you're doing what you need in the moment so that then you can carry on. Got it. So you're you're releasing the pressure so that you could function yes. again, really. Yes. Um, okay. I want to bring this back around to uh, getting bumped off course. Is it something couples should plan for 
when they're creating their life game plan? Well, in an ideal world, um, you know, it would be great if you could have, you know, a savings and a little stash put away so that if you, quote, hit a rainy day, mm-hmm. you know, it doesn't it doesn't take you under. Um, other than that, mentally, I think that it's a matter of just knowing that life throws you curves sometimes. I don't know what really other preparation you can do. Well, I was thinking, yeah, I mean, you, you kind of hit it on the second one. I mean, the first one, you're right. Like having that rainy day, little fund is definitely something I'm guessing everybody aspires to have at the ready. Um, but it is that, uh, that mental preparation that I think is important, uh, which is what this podcast is really about is mentally knowing how to handle this stuff. Well, I, again, I think that if you are somebody who is realistic about life, then you know that, in, in my opinion, there's very few people that get out of life without having some bumps along the way. Now, um, I have disclosed on this podcast that, you know, I had a dysfunctional childhood, so I'm not, you know, telling anybody anything new. Um, Fortunately, I mean, it's going to sound weird, but fortunately, I came into my adult life very prepared because I know that there are bumps. So therefore, when things happen, I already know how to deal with them. Somebody who had an easy childhood, they don't have the same preparation that I've had. Mm -hmm. But I think that to go into adulthood thinking that nothing is ever going to happen to you is really kind of, um, you know, a pie in the eye kind of thing. You know, you're not, you're not being realistic. Um, I, one of the, if I may interject really quick, one of the things that I feel needs to be said or mentioned is the level of comparison that we do today, because before you would compare yourself to your neighbors based on what you saw as you drove past mm-hmm. their house or walked past their house. Mm-hmm. But now we're getting a peek into everybody's lives through social media, which mm-hmm. I cannot stress enough is not reflective of what happens behind closed doors all the Thank time. You. Yes. And we don't know the bumps that they face because they don't post those online Correct. for the most part. Um, and so I think a lot of people, and I've seen this just in general, where a lot of people feel bad about themselves because they are comparing themselves to the presentation that people present online as opposed to what their life actually is. Correct. Um, so I just wanted to throw that out there of don't don't make those comparisons. It's not a healthy thing to do. Co- correct. Well, but, you know, as I'm listening to and I say the same thing all the time. When we used to not have social media and we just looked at other people, most people try to put on a good face. Mm -hmm. So I remember my mother saying to me, you know, you can't look at other people because you don't know what happens behind closed doors. The same thing. The only difference is that now with social media, people post things and make it look like everything is really honky-dory when, in fact, it's what they want. Uh, the world to believe. It's not necessarily, you know, what's really happening. Yeah. It's interesting. I have, um, had people on Facebook who I follow, uh, where they will post things, um, as a couple and it looks like they are having the greatest time ever. (laughs) 
mm-hmm. and like a week goes by and it's like they're split up. And I'm like, how the hell yeah. that happened? They yeah. looked like they were on the greatest vacation I've ever seen. Uh-huh. Uh, and it just goes to show like, well, you know, those pictures were not reflective of the reality that they were living. So Right, right. There's only one person I know who, I mean, listen, mm-hmm. you know, I don't have a million friends on Facebook, so I, I can't speak for everyone. But of the people that I know on Facebook, there's only one person I know who is truly honest and, and tells it that, you know, she's having a hard time or what's really going on for her. Um, she's a very unique person. Yeah. No, I get that. I get that. Um, so just, just another little something, something to keep in mind in case you get that bump in the road and you look, go online to tell people about it and you see how amazing their life looks. Uh, just keep that little nugget in the back of your head there. So, um, anything else you wanted to add before we wrap up, Karen? Um, no, uh, you know, I, again, I just think, and I, I use the expression wrong about pie in the eye, whatever, but again, um, just know that life has its um, ups and downs. Uh, even your marriage has its ups and downs. I, I, I guess that's the point I'd like to add. And that don't run for the hills just as soon as there's some difficulty in your marriage. Uh, that, uh, just like every other part of life, uh, is going to have challenges. Um, and you can weather that just mm-hmm. as much as you can weather anything else that comes your way. Uh, as long as you have an attitude that uh, isn't one that gets scared and avoids and runs away the soon as, you know, there's a challenge. Mm-hmm. Well put. Yeah. So uh, hopefully this has uh, helped all you listeners out there. And when you come into a bump in the road, you're like, we got this. It's not what we had planned, but this is just part of the adventure. Uh, So thank you so much for your time, Karen. As always, Steve, I enjoyed being with you. Likewise. Uh, before you guys go, I want to remind that you remind you that you have been listening to Dr. Karen Sherman, who is a practicing psychologist in relationship and lifestyle issues for 30 years. She is the author of Mindfulness and the Art of Choice, Transform Your Life. Karen is the co-author of Marriage Magic, Find It, Keep It, and Make It Last. You can get this information and much more at her website, drkarensherman.com. We have a link to uh, her website on hitchedmag.com, as well as thousands of articles, hundreds of podcasts, and much, much more. So hopefully you have a minute to check it out. So thank you very much. And uh, with that, uh, we will call it another episode. So thank you one last time, Karen. Thank you, Steve. All right. That's going to do it. Take care, everybody.